Welcome to We Are The Family Room, a podcast for expecting parents and young families to learn, find support, and be real during one of the biggest transitions of your life. Just like our two physical locations in Los Angeles, we hope this is a space that makes you feel a little less alone in your parenting journey and a lot like you are doing amazing. My name is Karen Stottero, and I will be your host. Hi, podcast friends. Today, we have a mini episode talking all about family traditions. I have done solo episodes touching on my own family traditions before, from our Christmas time traditions to why I love the Rose Parade every year. I love old traditions as they are passed down through generations and connect us to our relatives, but also the fun and silly ones that you create with your own families. They bond families and are something I love to talk about. So here with me today is Denise. Hi, Denise. Hello. Hi, Karen. So glad to be here. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, but I feel like everyone does, Denise is a parent and me educator at The Family Room. She teaches yoga. She's also just launched a new sound bath and stretch class, which is really amazing. It's a lovely new offering that I'm thrilled to bring to the family room. So um, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It's always nice to be able to sit down and actually chat with you as opposed to just like trying to catch up in the halls of the family room. So it's really nice. Thank you, Karen, for having me. Are there any family traditions from your childhood that you now share with your kids? Yeah. So our traditions growing up were pretty like American, I guess, like traditional, basic American, nothing too out of the box. Um, you know, Santa, um, Easter eggs, um, all that kind of stuff. Fourth of July. I mean, it looked exactly like the, the, the American family, I guess. Um, one of the fun traditions that I think is specific to Mexican American culture that, um, I've passed down to my kids is making cascarones which I love doing. So probably the month before we usually eat brown eggs in my family. Um, but we have found through trial and error that brown eggs have a harder and thicker shell than white eggs. So probably for about a month before, um, Easter, we switch to white eggs. We crack them very carefully and make a little hole on the top. We rinse them out and we have them on a drying rack that, so my kitchen looks insane. There's just like a bazillion, <laughs> um, Easter or, um, empty eggshells just drying. And then a couple days before, um, Easter, we fill them up with confetti. And it's, that's also like insane, um, to do with small children. <laughs> I sort of have to prep myself emotionally for getting into that project, but, um, it's a lot of fun. And then you seal it with like, um, some paper mache and glue on the top, um, or, you know, tissue paper and glue. And, and then we bring them to like our Easter gathering, wherever that is, which is usually at grandma's house. And it used to be me cracking the eggs on everyone and my brothers, but now it's really, really, really fun to see the kids get into their cascaron, uh, fight, you know, and cracking eggs on each other's heads and throwing them at each other. And it's a total mess, but it's really worth it. A lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. How many do you make? Uh, we probably make, we bring like three cases of like the 24, I guess. Wow, that's so, a lot. That's yeah, a lot of eggs. It's a lot of eggs. It's super and fun. Go, and, and it feels like such a cheat because they go so fast. You know, it takes like weeks and weeks and weeks of making them. And then they're just all dead in, you know, uh, <laughs> 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, so, but it is, it's a lot of fun. The kids love it. That is really sweet. A lot of my family traditions that have been passed down revolve around food, honestly. Like, 
things that we eat, right? So like I make Easter bread every year because my Aunt Rose made Easter bread every year and I use her recipe. You know, I also do our family dinner on Sundays at my house, which is really lovely because my family now, we all live in the area. So every Sunday, uh, almost every Sunday, I make we call it gravy. So in it's people are like, what? It's spaghetti sauce. <laughs> it's a it's a regional term. Yes. It, Italian Americans in the Philadelphia tri-state area, they call we call uh, tomato sauce gravy. So I make gravy and meatballs every Sunday, which is really um special because I have such memories of going to my grandmother's house. And seeing all my aunts and uncles around the table and all the cousins running around um, every week. And I have really fond memories of it. So I was trying to recreate that with my own. And everyone looks, I mean, it doesn't look the same because my great aunts and uncles and my grandmother all smoked and drank a lot around the table. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so we're not doing that. Yep. Yep. I have fond memories of that too, actually. <laughs> But we, you know, take all the good parts um, and I'll get together on Sunday. So and then, you know, even like my and I talked about this in the Christmas um, time episode, we we do the seven fishes. I I try to do the spirit of the seven fishes, which my grandmother did. So things like that. So a lot of our traditions are around food, but it's been fun to then create new ones with my own kids that have nothing to do with necessarily the holidays or um, something that was passed down to me. Have you uh, created new ones with your kids that you did not celebrate with your family? Um, Yeah, that's funny, Karen. I honestly, you know, my kids are seven and three now and um, it's taken me a while to be able to say, okay, we can commit to something without me knowing that it's all going to fall apart and I'm going to feel disappointed and all of that kind of stuff. So normalizing those feelings for lots of parents who are like, I want to do all these things, but like, I just, it does not feel like it's in the cards yet. And it probably isn't. And that's totally okay. Like to have a couple years of not doing those types of things is totally reasonable. You've got more than enough on your plate, but we're barely kind of getting out of that time now where it feels like, okay, we can probably commit to something. Um, Sorry to go back to your seven fishes and Sunday thing, which is amazing that you have a weekly tradition. Um, That's one thing that I told myself this year. Like when I saw my kids at Christmas, I was like, okay, this is the last year I'm skipping tamales. Next year, I'm going to make tamales because it's a big deal, right? And like you said, I have like fond memories of my family sitting around, usually all the women in the house sitting around in the kitchen, putting together the tamale station and smoking cigarettes. It's just like such a, you know, when you look back, it's just like, it's crazy that that was the world. But um, I I do have fond memories of that. And I would like to recreate that for my kids. Especially because I don't make so much Mexican food in my house as I grew up having. And so I'm always like, okay, hey, you want, you want to try this? You want to try this? And they're like, oh, that looks weird. You know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so sad because I grew up eating all this stuff. Right. And so, um, yeah. So getting back to roots of your own, of food and, that kind of thing. Um, it's hard not to want to be like, this was my experience. So I want for it to be your experience. You know, it's really hard not to do that. And I think there is something to like passing down to generations, but I think there is also something to creating your own new memories and traditions, which is really nice. And, you know, one of the, um, holiday traditions that we started doing, um, at the, um, I, I sort of discovered it through my, neighbor who randomly was like, Hey, you guys want to come over for a Yule log party? 
And I was like, what's a Yule log party? That sounds fun. And I was thinking the cake, you know, they make like the Yule log cake. Um, and she's like, no, no, it's, um, I guess it's like an old, like Germanic or Norse tradition of celebrating the coming of the sun. So you do it on December 21st. Um, and you gather logs and for like a couple days, this is now our third year doing this for a couple days before you go around and you gather, um, natural items. So, you know, berries and herbs and leaves and things. Um, and then we have a big table that goes out and we put the Yule logs with all of our adornments and ribbon and wire and we wrap around wire and we just decorate this Yule log to look like really beautiful. Um, and I think traditionally, I, you know, I did a bunch of like deep diving Googling about it, but traditionally, like one of the things you can do is to like have items that represent certain things that you want to bring into your new year. Um, and so like my neighbor, she always has a bag of flour and she, um, she like throws some flour on her Yule log and that's to represent, um, abundance. Right. And so, um, it, I, I just really love that idea of like using natural items and um, it's traditionally to celebrate the longest day of the year and the coming sun. So I love that. Yeah. So that's something that we do too. The kids are all, the kids are like excited to do it, but then they get yeah. there and it's like too much work and they don't care. So, um, you know, it's usually the adults <laughs> standing around and doing it. Is there food? Like, like is there food tradition. at the party? We usually do a big thing of mold wine. So there's oh, not like a traditional okay. food, but somebody does like a big thing of mulled wine, which is okay. Cool. Maybe yeah. like a hot chocolate bar. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. We can I love a good hot chocolate bar. Yeah. You. See? you really are the person in my life that you have like the most, you have just uncovered the most little mini traditions and little touches that you can bring into these traditions more than anyone I know. Truly. I mean, I... The the time that you told me about um, when you take your daughter to the tea on the last yeah. day of school, right? That's yes. something that you do? Yeah. So that's been a really special tradition that I've done with Audrey. I think, I think it really started after the twins were born um, because she was probably too young to go to tea before that anyway um, and really enjoy it. And so maybe when she was in like second grade, second, third grade, I wanted to spend special time with her and, um, you know, mark the end of another school year. And so I decided to let's do tea. And we loved it so much. We go to the Langham every year and it is one of the most special days. We both really look forward to it. During COVID, it was so sad that we couldn't go. So we tried to like recreate things. It just wasn't the same. So when we were able to do it again, and I think it really like reinforced how special it is for us. You know, we just talk about the year and how much she's changed and what we're looking forward to next year. What's super crazy is that she's a senior. So last year I was like, next year's your last tea. And then I started crying. And so I decided, I know because she's going to be in college. But then I decided like, there's no reason why we can't keep doing it. Yeah. Like I, we make the rules. So this is what I also love about traditions and things like this. Like we get to decide. So I was like, we can do it when you're in college. So we've extended it another four years. Um, hopefully it only takes four years, but what it, whatever it is, we'll keep doing it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's, it's really special. And I mean, I think that also talks about like the pressure you were talking about because some traditions like like the Rose Parade, I did a whole episode on the Rose Parade, how much I love it. And it's something I really, it was a very shared experience between me and Audrey in the beginning and, and very important to me. And I still love it, but she doesn't really. 
right? So like you can't force these things either. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like evolved about who comes with me and things like that. And like my like Rose Parade ride or die in the family is Evelyn. Like who would like you just don't know. Like she loves it just like I do. So now I think it's almost become something special between what started out as something special between me and Audrey is now something special that Evelyn and I do. So it's taking some of that pressure off and not feeling like you have to keep doing it. Like it's okay if one year it doesn't work or they outgrow it or something like that. Like you don't have to do it. Like it should be fun for everybody. That's the point. I think that's such a good point and evolving it, you know, and like, sure, it's a hot chocolate bar for the next couple of years. And then they start to partake in the mold wine, you know, yeah. eventually it's like, it can, it changes with our children. So it's, you know, I, I, oh gosh, I can't even imagine them being that big. And here you are talking about your daughter going away to college. It's just so wild. But yeah, I think that's a really good point. Catering the tradition to be able to evolve to, our needs and our location and all of those things, our resources. Yeah. Are there any like silly or fun things that you just started doing with your kids that are so, so some of our traditions in my family just happen organically. Is there, yeah. do you have anything that like that? Well, you know, and when we, when you had mentioned that this is a, a topic you wanted to talk about, like, of course we think about like Christmas and Easter and 4th of July, but I, I also think of like the daily little things that we do that we've implemented that like as a family are sort of unsaid, for instance, um, you know, when I was a kid, when we would go through a big, long tunnel, we would hold our breath. That was a thing that we did. And, um, I don't, I don't like having my kids hold their breath. It makes me feel nervous. So, um, <laughs> which is so dumb. Cause it's like, uh, Denise, they're going to breathe. It's going to be fine. Um, but so instead, ever since they, Luca was very little, when we go through a tunnel, we go until the tunnel's over until we're out of the tunnel. And it's just so funny because Lily's picked up on it too. And she's three and it's just adorable. So like, you know, that's a little tradition. Um, when we go for ice cream, we usually go at Rite Aid. We go to Rite Aid in South Pasadena. We get an ice cream. And then after we're done, we go to the pet store and ask for some fish food and feed the fish. It's like, it's a two for one always, you know, it's like assumed that this is what's going to happen. So I love those little things like that. Um, when I was a kid, I, my grandfather, you know, I lived in a very like suburban neighborhood. You, you didn't walk anywhere. It was all, um, cars, but my grandfather lived walking distance, um, to a seven 11. It was like half a mile to a seven 11. So as kids, it was this big deal that like when we went to grandpa's house, he would give us a dollar and we would go to seven 11 and go get a Slurpee. And like the fact that this was always expected and understood that this was going to happen, it was just something fun to look forward to. So like linking activities to certain places or, you know, settings, I think is also a really fun thing to do. Yeah. And I think there's something comforting about it, that the the repetition of it, or like, you, you just know, this is what we do. I think that's so cute that you I'll make that. I can't even make that sound with my tongue. So I'm not even going to try. Maybe I should like go through some tunnels with you in practice because that's so fun. I can't do it. I like literally, I know I can't do it, but um, growing up, we would, we would always lift up our feet when we went over train tracks for good luck. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Is that a thing? Do other people? I don't do know. Or, I okay. have no idea. We did it. And so there's that train track we go over a million times on California. And it's it like, I can't really lift up my feet. Like I grew up with like 
in a very rural area. There were like no really cars around, but like, I'm not going to like do that on, you know, close to Arroyo. But, um, that, that when you, when you were talking about going through the tunnel, it made me think about lifting up my feet for good luck. I think about it sometimes we don't do it. That's so funny. I, you just reminded me when I go am in my car and it's when you're entering the box and the car turn the, the light turns yellow then you take your hand and you tap the top of your car and that's good luck so that the you get through the light while it's still yellow and it doesn't turn red. I don't know who taught me that, but I showed it to all my friends during high school. And like, uh, I have a couple of them who I still talk to and they're like, are we still do that? It's like a reflex. I can't stop it. And I remember one day uh, recently, Luca asked me like, mama, why do you put your, why do you tap the top of the car? And I was like, it's for good luck, baby. That's like all I gave him. <laughs> good luck. Don't worry about it. It totally yeah. works. I know it totally works. I love that. Something, something that I just started with the girls just came out of sort of nowhere. So I went to the Vons and it was Wednesday and it was raining and I was just shopping, getting stuff for dinner. And I looked over to the bakery section and they had the cutest cakes. And I was like, oh, Vons, like, look at you with these really beautiful little cakes. And I had to get one. And so they were like $12 or something. And so I couldn't decide which cake to get. And there's, I have a friend at Vons named Dominique. This is how we became friends. And so every time I go to Vons, we see each other and we chat. And so I was, I couldn't decide which one to get because they were so also pretty. So I said to her, oh, which one should I get? And she's like, what's the occasion? And so I looked at her and I was like, it's Wednesday and it's raining. And she's like, oh, definitely the ombre. Like... <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll take the ombre, right? Like that, like that didn't even, that made total sense to Dominique. And I was like, awesome. So I took the ombre. So then when I got home, I told the girls every Wednesday when it rains, I will get a cake. And it's been really fun. You know, it wasn't something I thought about. So like you put all these pressure to create these special memories and it's become really fun. It's been raining a lot. So it's become something that I, I hope that we do for a long time. And even when they're grown ups, if it's Wednesday and raining, I mean, if they live in Seattle, that'll probably be all the time, but hopefully they don't. And you know, they can get cakes. Totally. Totally. I love that. That's such a good occasion. And something you really do put in your back pocket as like a kid. And then you remember like way later, you're like, I remember when I was a kid, like my mom would do that thing, you know? And I feel like so much, so much of tradition and so many of these little moments that we try to create, we do, we're in our heads, like looking forward, you know? And we're like, what are they going to remember when they're older? And hopefully they're moments of like silliness and sweetness and, things that they may want to recreate themselves or things that they might want to evolve from. But um, hopefully it's always really sweet memories, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think I just love doing things. like I like themes. I like parties, right? So it like totally plays into things that I just really enjoy. A lot of some, we have some around music. I mean, you're so musical. So I don't know if you have any around music. I used to listen every Friday. I would play a Fry Yay song and it was a Mark Anthony song on the oh way to gosh. school. <laughs> I love that. I did. It was so good. <laughs> but 